Like I hear like that soft hum kind of. Yeah, that is going on. You do hear that. Okay, go ahead and talk like you were in your <coughs> normal speech of voice. Um, yeah, so we're going to be live tweeting American Horror Story Apocalypse tonight. Yes, looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Sorry. That's all um, you got. Uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on. Okay. Welcome back to House of Blurts Presents. There will be spoilers. This is episode two for us. Welcome back. It's myself and Armani here. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This week we are going to, uh, we've been trying to figure out how we want to kind of format this so we're not spending like an hour talking about essentially one show and we spread it out because we watch a lot of stuff. So if you're listening to this and you know the title of There Will Be Spoilers, we're going to assume that you've watched the show. So we're just going to do this in like quick time and talk about our thoughts essentially on and recap where we're at on the shows that we are discussing. So first up, we are on the Mayans. Um, this week, we will be kind of just going over our thoughts and feelings about episodes four through seven. Um, at this point, let's see, um, we've got Emily trying to help out Miguel, figure out a way to make himself look better in the eyes of the people. The people, so that, yeah, you know, your kids stop getting kidnapped every other week. Yeah, and you get them back. (laughs) Um, we learned that Coco has a kid. Um, first off, that situation (laughs) right there was kind of crazy, just because, it's bad enough when you thought that it was his sister that his mom had put on to prostitution, but then you learn, no, that was her grandchild. Essentially, it's Coco's kid. Yeah, especially for the fact that Coco wanted to give her up, so it's like, that makes the situation even worse. Like, she kept she kept his daughter around, just for that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy as hell. Um, and then the way it came out, like, because she, like, yelled it at her after they got into an argument at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. An argument over nothing, too. I mean, they were giving her shit. But, I mean, it was shit that was well-deserved. I mean, she's not really going to win any Grandma of the Year awards. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. So, um, we got that going on with Coco, who they're giving him... I, you know, I like that. We're getting good, you know... Sentimental sides to these characters. Yeah. And, I mean, in your... What you may want to consider, like, your smaller characters are getting because i mean you know like the main story revolves around easy and angel Angel, um for the most part and what like they got going on and more so easy than anybody but you know we're getting more because with sons we got a lot of story about all the members of the mc i feel like there's still members that we really don't know much about and i hope that we get like some more on other people as well, like as this, as this goes on and progresses. At this point in the show, though, I feel like Easy's kind of becoming a secondary character in the show. Because these last few episodes, like, he's been there, but he's kind of been that guy that's like, okay, let me come in and help out after this stuff's already happened. I mean, he's a prospect. His job is to clean shit up. True, true. So, 
Um, so down uh, with the rebels, we got uh, the little spy who we knew was a little spy because we discovered that in the last episode when he showed that he had that scar on his hand. Um, so it's really like, okay, how deep is this going to go? Like, that was the thing at that moment. It's like, all right, they're, they're kind of fucked. Yeah. I, this is going to suck for, for Adelita and her cause down there. Um, episode five was called Possum. And there was no shortage of possums in that episode. Yeah, or, cute little animatronic possums walking around everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's when we realized, like, the titles. <laughs> that's when we realized. They actually correlate in the Yeah. Something. Basically, because you had that scorpion in one. And then I think one of the other ones was called, yeah, it had the owl in it. So, yeah, yeah, we just realized that on episode five. <laughs> so, because <laughs> little, that little odd little possum, you're just like, what the fuck? Come on. I mean, the scorpion seemed obviously strategically placed too, but you're like, mm, okay. The possum was just like, all right, buddy, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing here, little guy? Go away. Was this last episode called Rat? Yes. Okay. It was. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, (laughs) So they kind of hashed out their plan um, to go down to Mexico and make themselves like look better, look better. And they, you know, were going to this little festival at church. And the idea was to get the people onto the sides of the cartel. Now, how in the fuck did they really think that that was going to like happen? I like, don't understand how she thought that was going to work for the fact people already knew. They were saying that the cartel was donating already to the church. Like, they had been donating. So, why did they think that this was going to be any different? And it's like, one, you showing up one day and passing out flyers and hugging babies is not going to undo the decades of fucking torture and pain that this family, because we then did realize that when... Felipe was in the, was working for the cartel when he was a hitman because it was you know revealed that Felipe and his best friend um, they worked for the cartel that it was the Galindo family so it wasn't a different cartel family it was the same one so the same family has been inflicting chaos and pain on people for decades it's been fucking showing up one day and it's like why would they want your blood money to be contributed into their cities I mean. Hard times, hard times. They'll probably take it. But it's just like, come on, dog. We're not about to just... That, that to me, it was like, okay, she's trying to do something. I get it. She feels like she needs to do something to help to get her son back. But mm, I don't know if that was it, sis. Like, that just... It's one of those, like, un- unauthentic acts. Like, when you have, like, those, like, rallies where it's, like, the president kissing babies and stuff like that. And it's like, you know it's for show. Yeah. And people know it's for show. For real. Um, but on this episode, uh, we get to see that little, the crazy white guy who, after, when they found the the mule moving the drugs in the desert and they found him dead and those crazy white people. The black ops people. Well, black first, I mean that family first, the crazy family, <clears throat> who clearly had no qualms with shooting anybody of brown skin in the damn desert that they saw like they were just you know that's probably like a fun thing to them to do uh but yeah they they didn't have any issues with that at all and then the guy who was helping them at first like i thought he was going to be like some like you said some neo-nazi kind of white supremacist dude kind of contributing to this but then it turns out that no it's not really the case he's like some ex-operative yeah, and he's actually a pretty good guy. We come to find out after they help out 
okay, good guy, relatively <laughs> I good mean, guy. relatively speaking, you didn't cut the lady's head off. I mean, they weren't a nice, they weren't a nice family. So I mean, yeah. I guess karma's a bitch. But it's like we find out he kind of does have a heart after they save the the Muslim family, and it's like he was trying to get them back home to where yeah, they needed. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a nice little nice little shift there, and I I appreciate and I like the way we took someone who at face value you would assume again we assumed he was some neo Nazi, some crazy skinhead, um, but that wasn't the case. Um, he just had some really interesting tactics. Yeah, this is really a. <laughs> a different way of going about things. Yeah, he has alternative methods. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. Uh, we see Angel just like okay, because then at the end of the episode, that's when you know Adelita. No, during that episode, not the end of the episode, but at the end of that this situation, when Adelita has to ride in there with with her little mice, little mice, yeah, um, and get him out of there. That shit was, you know, very, very well played out. Because she rolled up in there. Because he said he wanted money. And they showed back up there with drugs. <laughs> and they were like, this is going to be your payment. Now we're going to walk away. And by that time, the little rat kid had sent that photo of Adelita with the nun and the baby to the Galindos. So they had a picture of her now. So now they know what they look like. And they put that picture out because they sent it to the Mayans. They have a picture of it. So the picture is out circulating. They know what they're looking for. I think they had sent it to, like, all the local mercenaries, too. Yeah basically so these dudes were like yeah no we see your picture so we're actually you're gonna stay here the drugs are gonna stay here everyone else can go and she's like "Mm, that's just very calmly very nicely was like no i don't think that's a good idea at all and yeah then old boy paid for it like because then they just started like murking people yes a little whistle and they jumped into action (laughs) so um you had previously pointed. I I would agree with your. You had made the comment before that is one of like the best scenes in yeah. the series so far. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. That's that probably is my favorite favorite action scene scene so far in the show for sure. I did enjoy that. Yeah, like it just it was just one of those scenes where it's like it wasn't over the top and it was just so clean cut and precise that it just made you be like wow, like it really showed the. The power, I'd say, that the rebels have. Yeah, and just their quick get in, get shit done. And and just be out. Yeah, yeah. That was the very nice, neat, and tidy with a bow on it. Uh, Precision. (laughs) And she's using kids at that, so it's like to still have that quick precision and execution. With these little, like, children mercenaries. Yeah, that's pretty fucking scary is what that is. (laughs) But, uh, so... This was also post the failed attempt at the church because they went down there. That shit went to hell because mm-hmm. Miguel told Emily he was not going to retaliate. And they did anyway because everyone was trying to go into church. You got that nun was in there dead and stuff like that. And everybody's running out because they're freaking out. And then Emily gets trampled and her ass ends up in the hospital. Now. That would all be a surprise, but it ain't. <laughs> but the only, I feel like this was a long way to get to the hospital scene where we've got Emily and Easy, because like Easy, of course, goes to the hospital, check on her. And then Miguel's dude sees him and goes back and tells Miguel. And then he takes Easy out in the middle of the desert. Now, first off, if a black truck rolls up on you on your motorcycle, it's like, follow us. 
And he was like, why should I? And he was like, because you're not stupid. <laughs> and Honestly. we started we start driving to the desert. <laughs> I'm probably going to. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about my last few words. I'm like, oh, dang it. Yeah, this what is. is this, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, this is not about to go very well for you. But, you know, they went out to the desert. And, you know, Miguel's out there. And they had that little chit-chat about basically stay the fuck away from my wife. So, now we finally have, you know that face-to-face conversation with Miguel and Easy about Emily. Yeah. Basically, the little competition. A little love trying to develop and have a little love triangle. Yeah, that no one really gives a shit about. I don't really see it going that way. Like, I feel like Emily cares about him, clearly. But it's more of, like, you know, we have history type thing. But, like, she's with her husband. Yeah, I do feel like, and I really hope that this is the case, that Emily is hella loyal to Miguel. And that that's not going to flip. Like, I would be disappointed. I'd be pissed if she flips. If she flips in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to be angry because I feel like that's just bullshit. Like, you don't marry a crime boss and then just (laughs) decide the life's too hard for you. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not going to really, you know, all of this, like my grown up life for a fucking high school romance. romance. Yeah. Like, nah, son, I'm not buying it. She better yeah. not. Like she ain't got the most money, like that drug cartel money or that prospect money, which, mm. which ain't no money. Like <laughs> no, you're an errand boy. Even if you made your way up in the ranks in the MC, I'm still not, I'm not giving up Miguel for easy. Like it's just that just wouldn't happen. So I mean, now if it was Angel on the other hand, <laughs> I'm risking it all for Angels. <laughs> but. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that. So, um, in the backdrop of all this, this episode in particular, so with Coco and his daughter, so since the picture of Adelita was circulating around and Bishop seen it, um, and he showed it to, you know, I forget the other dude, his, his I'm right a, hand yeah, his VP, I'm going to assume he's the VP because he's just always up his ass. <laughs> but so Bishop was like, they're looking at this picture and, of course, everybody's acting all squirrely, running around. And at this point, you got Easy trying to contact Coco because he needs help to get Angel. And so, you know, at this point, it's like during the argument with Coco and his daughter and his mom. And Chucky sees it. And then Chucky says, oh, yeah, you know, I saw Easy with this young female. Coco. Yeah, or, yeah, I seen Coco with this young female. To me, the picture of Adelita, like, I wouldn't even have said young yeah like that was to me wouldn't like because compared to the age range of his daughter and yeah. her it's clearly a very like his it's, daughter is young young yeah like adelita's picture is a grown-ass woman like even though she's still young I mean, she's not like in her 80s but she's grown yeah, whereas leticia is clearly a young woman like yeah. she's a young she looks like she's like 16 to be honest yeah so i mean she's 17 <laughs> so i mean she yeah. looks she's clearly yeah young and they look nothing alike. like i feel like they're playing on chucky's whiteness at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same i don't know because i'm like nah son. their hair length is completely different they're even two shades of like they're two different shades of brown yeah no at least pretty tan Leticia, not so much. I mean, she got that. She got that SoCal tan, but yeah. Adelita's got that. Like I've been in Mexico. I've been in the desert. Like yeah, like <laughs> I'm in the sun, sun. <laughs> like, so I yeah, 
yeah, that to me was a bit of a stretch with that whole with this whole. I just hate honestly. I didn't like this whole fucking little micro storyline. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it with the whole them thinking Coco's the one meeting up with Adelita because Alvarez is like you know you guys got a mole and who the fuck is it and. I feel like it was unnecessary at this point because they didn't go anywhere with it. Like, there wasn't like, oh, okay, they accidentally take out Coco because they think he's lying. Or they even confront Coco. It just, it was like, okay, we think Coco's the mole. And and then they're like, okay, now we know he's not the mole. And that was just it. There was, it was pointless to me. Yeah, and it was wrapped up pretty quickly because obviously, um, Easy tells Angel that Adelita's name's being thrown around because he overhears Bishop asking Chucky about it a second time. And at this point, like, if you tell Angel, like, the fact that Angel didn't tell them, all right, well, we should just tell them that Coco has a kid. Like, Coco, you need to say something. Like, you need to say something because it's, it's unnecessary heat, legitimately unnecessary heat being brought to the MC. But the fact that we decided to act like a bunch of little girls and just continue to, let's just piss poor communication with, with an MC. And then Angel's answer is to throw the heat off of them. And throw it on the ribs. Yeah. And it's just like, Dog, first off, if you, you, and he, maybe he was, I'd like to say maybe he was actually making the assumption that something shady was going on with this, this little tunnel that they found that went from the desert to, you know, the, the little whorehouse or whatever that they got going on. But like, if you thought something that shady, like you, you was really about to have one of your brothers killed, like possibly like killed. And you, nothing. Just yeah, to throw your heat off. To get the heat off of you. Like, cause that would have been some serious shit. And he knows that. So I yeah, that to me was kind of I think that's gonna come into conflict. Angel's interest in Adelita and his club, that's definitely going to Oh, that's gonna, gonna clash for that. sure. At some point that's that's gonna come to a head. Um and then we learn more about Felipe's backstory that with him having been in the cartel because his nephew who brokered Easy's deal you know, try to tell him he needs to do this, that, and other, and get try and get Emily to to turn. And Felipe's like, first off, no, nah, it's not happening. And he threatened my kid again. I'm gonna, you I'm know, show you what I'm known for. <laughs> yeah, and then shows him all the pictures of the people he chopped up, which I think is just crazy. That's some serious ass guilt there. The fact that you would keep these pictures as a reminder of the shit that you did. Like, that's how people. That's how Dexter got caught. Yeah, the slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you keeping these pictures like you well, know because like he showed him because his nephew came to him and was like so felipe reyes does not exist basically no felipe reyes has been dead for some years this is a stolen security card so we're gonna find out who you really are oh did i miss that yeah he yeah because that's what he came to him with he was like um, you're gonna help me because i know that you're not really felipe reyes that's not really your name uh, okay fine. so then he was like okay i'm gonna show you who i really am then and mm. why I have a face. Mm. So that was when you ask questions you probably don't really want the answer to. Yeah, and that's uh. why he showed up on his house or on his porch drunk and was like, look, I'm sorry. Don't, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Like, <laughs> Okay, so, um, okay. That makes that makes way more sense now. This must have been like during a bathroom break or something. <laughs> um, but, so, episode six, um, kind of moving into the, to the next episode. The little spy ends up giving the galindos the some coordinates that he finds as to where they are because like they're hanging out in this market because they got some plan um sends those coordinates to miguel at the same time miguel gets a phone call saying hey you slip us excellent you know like a shit ton of money we'll give your kid back 
He shoots down to Mexico to get his kid, gets transfer said money, gets said baby. On his way back, gets stopped and detained by, by the border federal, control. Yeah, by border, by border patrol. Now, this was the La Cucaracha episode, The Roach. Um, and there was, you know, well-placed roaches <laughs> so, as well. Um, and that was kind of the theme, like Miguel trying to assert himself to make people like, I mean, it wasn't just, it was make obviously the inmates, but it was also so the viewers knew, like, he's not just the pretty boy Ivy League dude who picked up the family's mantle. Like, he, he will really fuck somebody hands. up. Yeah. He got hands. So, <laughs> because he choked dude out with his shirt, which I'm, I was okay with. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I knew you was about it when you was on Law and Order, but. <laughs> like, At first, I thought he straight killed him. I was like, oh, I don't know this helping out for your cause, dude. Like. Yeah, I was just like, be mm. killing people in the uh, detention centers. Yeah, that's not going to get you out quicker. Now you're going to go to real jail. Like, so, uh, so what? He was being detained there. And, you know, which was, was crazy. And then we also get reintroduced to Detective Link. Um, From Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Going with the little, uh, with the little leather jacket that was running the black cops. Or not black cops. Uh, what is it called? The stings, the sting operation. Yeah, so he was—he's such a weirdo. Like, <laughs> wasn't he the one that told Juice? But he was the one that was using Juice as um. I feel like he leverage. was. Was he the one who threatened to tell them that he was blood? That was it him or was it old girl? No, nah, that was old girl. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to re- revisit that to see which fucked up agent that was that. You know, exploited Juice's stupidity. <laughs> Pretty sure if you if you're watching this and you watch Sons, then do you remember that? Nah, it was him. It was him because he had brought Juice into that room, and he was like, and he saw Juice saw that he had all that stuff. And he's, I remember because he kept calling him Juan Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is Juice's real name, all right? <laughs> oh man, oh, poor Juicy. Uh, but anyway, so, <laughs> that shit was so fucked up, like, just thinking back to Sons. Okay, but, so, yeah, um, where the fuck were we just at? Oh, yeah, Galindo's being held, and we don't know who's being held, who he's being held by, because then, like, this guy finds out he's being held and detained, he's like, well, who the fuck picked him up? Because he's got his own little squad of interagency officers and, and none of them know what yeah no one knows what's going on so we also find out um at that point that it's adelita who had his ass detained so that she could you know release her grand plan how do you feel about adelita's grand grand plan um honestly i don't see it working out i feel like that's going to be her downfall and really it makes me think whether or not she's just a rebel like if she's just a rebel or if she has some ties into some other kind of agency or you know undercover something that's trying to bring him down because i feel like she has too much power to just be some type of rebel like just out here recruiting orphans and shit yeah like she like the way she set off all four of those bombs in his places and was just like here watch me blow your money up real quick there there's no way she's just a rebel like, it's something deeper than that. But after they don't come out, she's going to be stuck by operative agent. To like, work for NSA? Yeah, like how old dude was, Machete. 
how he was working to bring down the cartel. And he was, like, working in the cartel. But yeah. then he turned out he was an FBI agent. I feel like it's going to be something like that again. She'd be like some, something super deep cover. Um, You know what? Now that you've said that, I didn't that thought hadn't really even crossed my mind. But now that you've said it, that, that does totally make sense. Because I also don't feel like anyone else in this community that she's built knows what the fuck she's doing. And I don't feel like any of these people who've been affected by the cartel would be okay yeah. trying to partner up with them. Yeah, nah. We're not trying to partner. Like, literally, we just watched them slaughter a dude and his son and then burn their bodies in the square. Like, nah, hell nah. We ain't trying to fucking team up with that. Like, what the fuck? And they'd be the people enforcing that. That's what she's trying to do, too. Because she's like... Bless you. Bless you, too. <laughs> Cat just starts having a sneezing attack in the background. <laughs> Because she's signing them up to be the muscle. So basically, she's going to put these kids in the position to make other kids, like, okay. Orphans, yeah. yeah like you create kids orphans. Yeah, like, that's just, that's just, just I don't see how that's going to fly um, at all in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, what the fuck happened with the MC in this episode? Oh, so in this episode as well, we learned that Coco's daughter is batshit crazy. Mm, yeah, after she gets into the fight with her grandma. Yeah. Um, verbal fight, mind you. And then she goes in the bathroom and starts banging her head on the toilet. And it's like, at that point, you're like, all right, what's she about to do? Because clearly something's going to happen to her grandma. And at first, I thought she was going to kill her herself. I thought she was just about to walk up in there and, like, stab her or something and be like, oh, look, she beat me up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then that's how she was going to get off. But no, she goes and she runs back to the MC. And, you know, Easy gets caught up in it. And actually, we we skipped over the her oh, killing yeah. the truck driver. So she out here committing homicides because she had killed the truck driver. Um, she had already did that. And that's how she ended up back at her grandma's because they helped her cover up the fact that she killed the truck driver that she ran off with. Um, that whole Easy running around and almost getting pulled over. Like, this dude in driving and warrants. man he just needs to stay off the road he's got the wrong profession yeah for for serious for a convicted felon like you be on the road too much bro like you gonna get pulled over (laughs) like Like, honestly they got the wrong people doing these runs with him like yeah because he's he's clearly going to be a target like he's gonna be the easy reason to stop y'all no matter where y'all at like you've got a felon i don't know i thought is no one else in the MC a felon? Because I thought felons couldn't, like, associate with other felons or... I mean, that to me would raise a red flag. Like, this dude is a felon. He's out here. How does no one else in the MC see that this is not an issue? Like, I feel like his parole officer would be climbing up everybody's ass. Nah, I think it's because of the fact that he's, like, because he has that deal. So he doesn't really have a parole officer out there with him. He knows but, that. Like, but everybody they, else don't know that. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that the club should be realizing. But he's been hiding it because he did the little thing where it's like he ran up on the cops and was like, because he's like, y'all looking for Easy Rez? And then they were like, yeah. And he's like, okay, that's me. And then he drove off. And the club got mad at him because they were like, what? What? that's reckless. You're going to get somebody killed. Yeah. You know, I felt like for Bishop to take that stance and not just give him the pat on the back saying, oh, good job. You took it. Like, that was a legit, responsible, like, press thing to do, like, you know, we see what you did, but at the same time, you could have gotten someone seriously fucking hurt. And you need to chill out with the, you're trying to do too much. You need to sit the fuck still and just ride the bike. Like, just 
system. Ain't nobody asking you to do all this extra stuff. Um, so you know what? So how do you feel about uh, Bishop as a as president of this MC? I feel like I haven't seen enough of him around to really mm-hmm. have a nice opinion on him. But for what I have seen, he's been pretty. Uh, I don't know. They play a lot in contrast to the Suns because uh-huh. like that's really what you have to go on about like a, a motorcycle club leader <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> uh, very broad uh, range <laughs> when it comes to club leaders but it's like if you would look at like Clay if someone from Suns would have done something like that he would have came back and been like you know good job like you know you took one for the team but he Bishop's more like okay you are helping the MC but at the same time you can't help us if you're in jail or you're dead. Yeah, so or you, you need get to stop making those choices that are gonna put you in that position. Or you get somebody else killed for sure. So yeah, I mean, your only your your models are uh, Clay Alvarez, Jax, uh, and old dude from the Niners, I guess. Yeah, who was running the Niners? Uh, I don't remember his name. name. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's about Pope. it. Pope. Yeah. Well. Mm. What he was he running the Niners though? No, he, he had basically running the Niners. He was running the dude that was running the Niners. Yeah, but we're gonna have to go back and see what their what their president's actual name was. I don't remember. This is that extra skinny dude. Yeah, I don't know how he was in charge anyway. But so, um, reeling it back in. So really, at this point, um, Adelita puts up her plan. He's like, "All right, I guess I'll think about it or whatever." So. You know, he gets the baby, they go home. We think everything's about to be kind of peaches and cream. And then... The light's off. Yeah, and we're like, alright, clearly this ain't the Rebels because she just told him, like, we was going to try and, you know, do this deal and, and be cool and shit like that. So it's like, what the fuck's going on? Come to find out, you know, as everyone's going outside, <laughs> like, Miguel... And no one's coming back. Yeah, nobody's coming back. And Emily's just, like, sitting in the dark with the baby. <laughs> and she finally goes outside, and you see everybody's hemmed up with by the DEA. So, like... Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been me. I'd have been like, well... Um, I guess it's bedtime. I probably would have called nine one one. I'm not calling nine one one to my drug lord husband's house. I mean, I'm pretty sure they don't keep anything illegal on the premises. But like, come on, I would say at some point he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not going out there." Yeah, I'd have just sat there for as long as it took. Like until they came inside, I'd just been sitting there like, "Well, hmm. yeah, no, I'm not. You, you right in that lifestyle? Nope, I'm gonna sit my ass right. You gonna have to come get me. <laughs> and the fact that she ain't got no weapon. That at that point, or they have no type of panic room or anything. Like true, they should have a panic room. Like they should have a panic room in that house. There should definitely be one for sure. After all this shit happened, pretty much before all this shit. Like I don't understand how the Galindos, knowing all the shit they've done, all the shit that family's been through. Period. If the mom's story about the son getting kidnapped, yeah, it's true. They should have a panic room because you never know when the fuck somebody about to run up in there. But so yeah, so everyone gets arrested at the end. Um, we learned more about, uh, Adelita's background as well, because we find out how her parents died, and she, you know, had went to Felipe, because she thought he was the one who snitched on her dad, and told the Galindos where his family was at, and then we come to find out it wasn't him, it was the priest, who, uh, helped him, you know, also go into hiding, is the one who turned on Adelita's family, so, yeah, so then she leaves him alone, and... I'm still trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what you about to do next? Like, you going back home? Where is you? Where did she go? 
Like, where did you, where is her home base? Yeah, cause like you just now you in Southern California, you just out here in these streets. Like, where did where did she? I'd like to know where she went. <laughs> I guess we'll I find she out. She just went back to the border because she. Well, it's like well, easy and angel. Oh no, they 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 brought her across, but she had a car. Mm-hmm. But they didn't show where she was at. We didn't see her at all this last episode. Did no, we, we didn't. Um, and clearly, if Felipe. Yeah, and we see Felipe goes to go meet up with the priest. Mm-hmm. Um, basically be like, she's coming for you, so watch out. Yeah, we, I know the shit you did. I'm not here to kill you, but she coming. Yeah, because he was like, you know, I wouldn't have done that. We wouldn't have sold you out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I still respect that friendship, so I'm not going to kill you. But I'm not going to stop her from killing you either. Yeah, for sure. So now that we've inadvertently gone into episode 8, which was not the plan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought this was all the same episode. I thought this was this episode. This episode we just watched, like... Yeah, that happened at the beginning of the episode. On 7? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we just, like, kind of teetered into episode 8. Well, we're going to stop here for now in our minds roundup. (laughs) Um, Next week, or the week after next, then we should be coming back with... We'll have episode 8, episode 9... Was what we'll talk about on the next episode of There Will Be Spoilers. So okay, I see we'll that get... there. You guys got a little sneak peek. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to the next, which is American Horror Story. So, whew, man. So, we get a whole lot of Michaels. We get all of Michaels' backstory, mm-hmm. finally. So, we figured this out. These last few episodes have all been in flashback form, basically. Yes. They're all flashbacks. So... We we see Michael's we see what happened at the horror house after Ben and Olivia died and everyone else kinda kept moving in. Like how is this house still like there? Like I don't My thing is I thought at the end of no, she didn't buy the house. I thought Constance had bought the house after the Harmons had died. But yeah, this is how. Yeah, how is this house still on the market? And how if Constance? No, she had to have bought the house because if she didn't buy the house, how the fuck was she raising Michael in it? She wasn't raising Michael in it. When she had him as a baby, they were next door still. Okay, so that means all the stuff that happened because at the end of Murder House, we see a family move in there. We see that Spanish family move in there. Mm-hmm. The end of season one, they moved in. I feel like after that, they just kind of, no one bought the house. No one was living in the house. Because, like, then in that episode, you see that the lesbian couple move in that Michael ends up, like, taking out. Yeah, so it's like his little ass was still running over. Well, okay, at this point, Constance died. So I guess he just wasn't. So now you got these two houses sitting next door to each other. You've got a kid just hanging out in between the both of them. Where the fuck is Child Protective Services? The thing is, nobody knew Michael existed. Nobody knew he existed because at the end of season one, she took that baby and she hit him because they knew the one baby died. No, my thing is, no one really knew what happened to this family. No one knew what happened to this family. No one knew what happened to Constance. Who's delivering the mail? The mail's just piling up at this point. Like, how does the mailman not left a note and reported this shit? Um, because I don't I check my mailbox for a week and there's a note from the mailman. You gonna get this shit or not? And the thing is, if Michael was in school, how was nobody noticing this kid didn't show up for school? Because when she was like, you know, he was late for school that day, and then he aged 10 years, 
<laughs> Homeschooling is not as regulated as people would think. Like, literally, you can pull your kid out of school and say, I'm homeschooling them. And there's really no follow-up unless someone reports something. It seems out of the ordinary. But I, it's, it's just, it's amazing. So, I guess it really probably wasn't really that big of a time lapse. We're assuming there's been years, but you're right, Michael did rapidly age. So, it really ain't been years between the time the Harmons died. Well, okay, so at first, he aged, because, like, he was, like, we'll say he was, like, six when he was little, because he was aging normally, because it surprised her when he jumped 10 years. Yeah. So I'll put him at, like, 17, 16, 17, because he's still, like, pretty young. Okay, so for at least six years, this kid was out there and existed, and then overnight, he grew. Mm -hmm. So you don't start school until, like, five, we're going to say. Okay, so maybe he was never in the school system. Yeah. But when he aged, then what, like, <laughs> what the fuck? I think she was just chilling at that point, because I'm not going to make him go to school. Ryan Murphy, like, I need answers. <laughs> like, there's a huge gap here. But you know, I love how we're focusing on this, like, where his school records are at. <laughs> more, <laughs> the more important fucking thing is, <laughs> Satan's child is running the fuck around <laughs> School records be damned. Being raised by ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we need to talk California school systems. Yo, for real. <laughs> um. So we learned that Ben was was taking care of him and trying trying to play dad to him, and that failed. And then God, the Church of Satan just shows up one day <laughs> and takes him under his wing, still in the house, mind you. Yeah, uh, my see, my thing with this season has been not that these things are cheesy, but it's kind of just like, what? Like, when it's like, uh, what did they say? They're like a flock of crows encircled the house. No one noticed? Yeah. Like, <laughs> excuse me? Like, do they not have neighbors? Clearly, there's a neighborhood. No one just saw this house and was like, whoa, all those crows are just chilling. Um, yeah. So, and my thing is, you think if the Church of Satan noticed this, how the fuck did, like, the Catholic Church not know what was going on? Like, where was they at? Yeah, because even the Czech Catholic Church uh, saw Damien. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, that came to their attention really quick, but... So, we're just gonna assume, like, no one noticed any of the oddities going around this time, except for the, the Church of Satan. They <laughs> did have a nice little omen tie-in, though, when but they were sacrificing that girl, and she's like, it's all for you, Michael. Yeah. It's all for you, guys. Yeah. I caught that, too. I was like, I see what y'all did there. Ode to the OG. I like it. Um, and then also, when Olivia tried to creep in his bedroom, and he was sleeping, and he had that 666 behind his ear. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, we're going to keep this thread going. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm okay with it. Um, so, I, I have to say, this, this season has been touted as the crossover between Coven and Murder House. But to me, it's just it's it's more Coven than Murder House. Yeah, definitely. Which Coven was my favorite season anyway, so I am totally okay with it because I feel like we're not going back to the Murder House anymore. I don't think we're going to see any more Murder House at this point. Yeah, once it gets out of those flashbacks, I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, because like it's like his origins. I think that was really it. The only tie-in is that he's that baby that survived from Murder House. Yes, and. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. Because in Coven, they were in that house. Weren't no, they? No, they weren't. They Coven took place in Louisiana. Oh, okay. 
um, disregard that then. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, our trip down Murder House memory lane is over. It was nice to see everyone from that cast brought back. Uh, there was all that going back for whether or not Jessica Lang would appear, and she did. So it was. She did, sadly, only for one episode. Yeah. I think that's going to be the end. And the way she went out, she went out on her own terms. Like, that's. She's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not letting this, this little boy yeah. take me out. <laughs> He's like, I've let no man run over me. I'm not about to let his ass do it now. And she ended it on her own terms. So, um, I was also happy that the maid. Yeah, Moira. Was, Moira got freed from the house. Um, I liked what they're doing with Madison Montgomery this season. This is the redemption of Madison. Yeah. Like, she really, she said, I've died twice and I've come back each time. So now I'm about to. I'm about to do it right. You know what? She did tell Michael when he brought her back that, like, I will be good this time. And he was just like, why would you want to do that? She's, she's actually living up to that. She's like, no, I'm going to be good. And I'm going to do good things. <laughs> she's out here being <laughs> Glenda the Good Witch. <laughs> so. Honestly, that's, that's I wouldn't be surprised if we see something like that. Like, some recall that we're, like, wicked. Or something like that. Because she has, she helped Moira. She helped Tate. Yeah. Um, that might be it, but honestly. I mean, those two things are, that's two huge things that were very un-Madison Montgomery-like in this episode and it was it was nice to see her do it so i was i was i was okay with it i was here for it you know she she got out of her hell um but we get to see the coven is back together so the coven is all together now and uh they let michael do his little you know test to be supreme but yeah obviously now they know that he's the antichrist yeah so i wonder like how was that because after cordelia became the supreme well, well, her mom was already dead, wasn't she? No, nah, she was dying. Um, yeah, she was dying. Cause she had cancer, and they were trying to figure out who the Supreme was. Ah, okay. Because so, my thing was like, okay, well, Cordelia clearly ain't dead yet. So, and she ain't gone. Or, clearly, it seems like her powers are weakening, though. So, if he is more so the son of Satan, not even really a warlock, then does he even really, can he really even become Supreme? That's what I think it is, too. Because it's like, I don't know if it's... Because, like, what we've seen so far of her getting weaker has just been that one time she fainted when he brought back Queenie and Matt. Yeah, and I think that was just fucking shock. Yeah, I think that was shock and, like, you know, his evil power that she was feeling more than her powers draining. Yeah, I'm hoping that's a twist that we're going to go with. Because it's like, is, yeah, is he even a warlock? No, he's... He's just the son of Satan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting once they make their way back to the coven. Um for sure i i think this next episode that we're getting tonight is going to be the last flashback episode that we have and then it's going to go back post-apocalypse that's that's what i'm waiting to see i'm waiting to see how we will uh how we're going to get that get that back um into the well you mean like one more full it'll it'll probably be like one more full flashback episode and then Mm -hmm. back apocalyptic which yeah, yeah, we do need to see how. Actually, it's tied to how the world blew up yet. Yeah, <laughs> how the world blew up and how. I mean, we've gotten glimpses of some of the people who are in here after the apocalypse, but like exactly who they all are, how they got there, and or how they were chosen. Because there was they the people who were there were chosen and made it there for. There's got to be some some tie-in. Because um, I don't really want this season to be like all this greatness of Coven. 
and Murder House. And then we just fucking drop the ball and it just makes no fucking sense at the end. Yeah. I would be sad. Like, there's no apocalypse. Like, they could have <laughs> just been Coven Part 2. Yeah, yeah. Which I honestly almost feel like I, I, I really don't want to say it out loud, but I kind of feel like this is kind of where it's going. Like, we don't, this really need to be the apocalypse or we just done Coven 2. Because are we going to undo the apocalypse or the death of Michael? Like, are we killing Michael at the end of this? Or is this just going to be, or is it going to be Apocalypse Season 2? Like, Cordelia's going to find the time stone. <laughs> That's how Thanos got. Oh yeah, that's that's really what happened. Everybody's gonna turn to dust. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so next season, what's gonna happen is gonna be rewind. However, they undid fucking Thanos, (laughs) just undo the end of American Horror Story as well. Gonna be Italian. So I would love to see bloopers from this because it has to be to keep all these fucking lines and characters like in order especially sarah paulson because sarah paulson has played what two characters three different three characters, three characters this, season. this season alone this this season like i i understand she's probably like a, the consummate professional but <laughs> at some point she's had to like slipped into like a different character by accident like I want to say this is the most the most characters that she's done in, in one, one season. season. Yeah, usually her her max is like two. Like they'll have her and somebody else, but then no, this has been three. Yeah, she deserves all the awards that she's been getting. I do. She, I she's phenomenal. I agree. I like her a lot. So yeah, so that's uh, where we're at on American Horror Story. Now. Like our last episode after we discussed Minds and American Horror Story. So, okay. So, other than Amer- Minds and American Horror Story, what else you watching? Trying to catch up on Grey's. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying yeah. to get back into watching TV, so I'm trying to catch up on Grey's. Okay. So, you're catching up on Grey's. I'm caught up on Grey's. Um, some other great shows that I highly recommend watching for people out there if you're trying to find something to watch. If you have the time and if you're looking for something, 911 is an amazing show on Fox. The Gifted is an amazing show. This is Us, A Million Little Things, um, The Walking Dead's comeback. I have not watched any of those first three episodes. I'm now little three weeks behind on The Walking Dead. Um, what else is out there? I will throw out Big Mouth Season 2 is out. And honestly, I love that show. It's hilarious. I think it's funny. So you should also check that one out. Okay. Um, that's Nick Kroll. Um, what what does that that comes on Netflix, doesn't Netflix, it? Netflix, yeah. Okay. It's a Netflix original. Okay. And they just dropped season two. So that actually segs into um we like to wrap these podcasts up with a Netflix and it's not necessarily just Netflix, it could be Hulu or something that we find somewhere else. But last week it was a Netflix the last episode it was a Netflix series. Or movie this week. It's also a Netflix movie series. Um, if you have not watched The Haunting of Hill House, stop watching every fucking thing else. Stop watching Daredevil. <laughs> stop watching. No, that was a reach. Yeah. <laughs> people are so people are watching Daredevil season three, and I heard it's going pretty well. Although I have not um, started it yet. 
stop what you're doing and go watch The Haunting of Hill House. It's October. Scary movies are here. This series is absolutely fucking amazing. It's phenomenal. There's nothing else to say about it. Like, it's just, it's fucking great. I would even dare to call it a refreshment to the horror genre. As in, like, the horror TV show genre. Because I feel like horror TV shows are one of the hardest things to do is to have, like, a continuing story that doesn't get cheesy and it keeps your, like, your viewers' attention. Yeah. And this show definitely did all of those things. Yeah, because I, I watched it in a way I've never done Netflix series before. Like, I didn't know once I hit play, I didn't know how many episodes there were. And I didn't want to know because each episode, I'm like, okay, where are we at? I didn't know where we were at in the story. And I kind of liked doing it that way, which I might do with other Netflix series that I watch, is not knowing how many episodes and not knowing what episode I'm on, which is easy to do if you have a day off and you're binge watching some (laughs) shit. (laughs) I guess normal people probably need to know what episode they're on because they probably have to stop. Proper time management. Eat, go to work, things like that. But, um, so this was a bingeable series, although I think we spread it out over, like, two days. Yeah, two days. Because it's, like, usually we're watching it pretty late at night, so. Yes, it is. If you can watch it at night, watch it at night. It it deserves to be enjoyed in the dark. Um, it is the story of this family that moves into this house that is clearly fucking haunted. And supernatural things start going on. Weird shit starts happening. This one we're actually not going to spoil. We're not going to spoil this. Watch it. Watch it. Please watch it. <laughs> like, um, it deserves to be watched and enjoyed. We'll spoil it next episode because maybe by then even more people will have seen it. Have seen it. Yeah. So this one we actually will not spoil. We will just highly recommend. It is very well cast. I like the cast. It's an ensemble. Very well cast. Um, some familiar faces in there. As well, um, that we've seen. If um, everyone's seen Twilight, if at least you, one of them. <laughs> if you watch Gerald's Game, which is also a pretty good movie on Netflix, um, the main character, the main, yeah, I forgot her name, but the woman, the main woman that's tied to the bed in Gerald's Game, she plays their mom, pretty leading character in this series. Um, she does a phenomenal job as well. I'd have to say that this is like I don't have one of those shows. That I would yearly rewatch, like you know how you have The Wire, uh-huh. Sons of Anarchy, and I feel like this would be that show for me. Like this is one of those shows that you can just rewatch. Um, Carla Gugino, uh, God, I feel like I butchered her last name. She's been in a ton of stuff. Um, she plays their mom. Um, you have Elizabeth Riser, who everyone you know, most people will probably remember from Twilight. She was also in Grey's Anatomy. Henry Thomas, the little boy from E.T., who's a grown-ass man now, plays the younger version of their dad. Um, You've got... uh, Gosh. There weren't too many other, like, Oliver Jackson Cohen. What what has he been in? Um, I'm not really familiar with anything else that he's been in. Yeah, nope. But he did an absolute amazing job in this movie. Um, So definitely check it out watch it on netflix let us know what you think um about it after you do oh and there's gonna be a season two they're hinting at a season two so there's not too often that you get a good horror series or good horror film and there is the prospect for a solid 
second season. And this is getting a second season, which... I don't know how I feel about that. Why? I feel like this is one of those shows where they had their first season, and it should have just been one of those shows with just one season. They had one story to tell. I don't want them to become... I don't want this to be one of those shows where it's like they have a season two, it's like they try to change it, and it's just not as good, and it ruins the experience as a whole. Okay, so here's my thing about this house. You have a house that is haunted. People... It's, it's similar to American Horror Story, though. Like... At some point, someone else is going to move into this house. Like, this family that's currently that's in their care right now is going to die at some point. This this house is going to pass on to the state. The state's going to sell it. Either sell it or condemn it and knock it down. It's not going to get knocked down. Someone else has got to have to move in there at some point. Michael Huseman is from Game of Thrones. Let me see. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he play for Game of Thrones? Um. <laughs> now that I now that I just said that he looks really familiar, I feel like he played in kind of soldier. Oh no! Oh my gosh! No, you know who he was? Who? Uh, Dario Naharis. He was the he was the replacement Dario. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he was an age of Adeline. He, he, plays, he played the main love interest. Yes, he did. Okay. So, yeah, it's got a good cast. You know, it's, it's always nice when actors are like chameleons to where you they play a role, they leave that role, and you don't see that role in, them, in something else. Like, I like that. Like, I don't... People, I guess, you know, there are probably people who have been typecast in certain things, so when you look at me and see them in a movie, Emma like... What is Nancy she? Drew. <laughs> she ain't Nancy Drew no more. She's Madison Montgomery now. <laughs> you, do you really you see Nancy Drew when you watch American Horror Story? Uh, I see her character in Scream Queens. I think that's what that's called. similar though. Chanel, whatever Chanel number one. I, I mean that's a, that's a similar. That's playing a similar part. That's I, that's I guess why actors prefer to like try to branch out and do such varied roles so they don't get typecast and so that you don't see them as Dario Naharis because I didn't know he realized he was Dario but whatevs so um yeah I guess that's it for this episode of there will be spoilers we spoiled some shit hey <laughs> um, so um if you want to support this podcast which we appreciate the support. So please support the podcast. Ways that you can support us. If you're listening to this on iTunes, those stars at the bottom when you scroll down, click some of them. <laughs> Preferably all five of them. Then leave a message. Even if it's a, hey, great job. Good job. Nice job. Liked it. Whatevs. Share this podcast. We are on Instagram at houseoflords.com. On we are Twitter. on Twitter at houseofblurs.com, Facebook at houseofblurs.com. Follow us on one of those three platforms. <laughs> Everyone who is listening to this is on one of those three platforms. Follow us and share because sharing it will tell someone else. Everyone has some nerd friends who are doing some nerd shit and or friends who appreciate good television or binge watch things. Yeah, so if you like it, share it with a friend. And then you know what? Then that will branch off into you guys having conversations like, what the fuck were they talking about? And or 
let us know what you think about these shows. So add us on Twitter. That's, you know, you're always going to get us on Twitter. At HouseOfBlurs.com. Instagram. You can leave us comments, messages, jump in the conversation on the Instagram post as well. And on, again, Facebook at House of Blurs on Facebook. Um, yeah, other ways, there is a link to our Patreon on our website. We have a whole ass website, houseofblurs.com. That will get you to everything. <laughs> so you can go there as well. <laughs> you can click on the links to articles that we've printed there. We have links to our Twitter, our Instagram, and the Facebook. There is a link to our Patreon. You can donate. You can drop as much as little as a dollar a month. If you want to do a monthly donation, there is a link to our PayPal. If you just want to make a one-time, any donations and comments that you leave in Patreon or PayPal, we're going to read them on any on one of the podcast shows. So if you, you know, make a donation and you mention there will be spoilers or house boards, we're going to read it on that respective podcast show. So yeah, just, you know, biggest thing is share and tell a friend. Retweet. Um, we retweet these things out. We, you know, try to get them out there. But share, tell a friend. And then just make sure you come back and listen to our next episode. So, on that note, thanks for listening. Be good to each other and take care of yourself.